Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Divine. Uh, Nick here, I run a digital agency um, in Melbourne, I guess, uh, building websites and web apps for businesses and as always joined with Tomo. Hi everyone, as Nick said, my name's Tom. I'm a brand strategy and design consultant based in Melbourne, but actually based in Melbourne. Uh, Nick's actually in Chiang Mai at the moment. Uh, And today we are joined by none other than Corey. Corey runs his... Uh, <laughs> runs his own boutique agency, his own boutique agency, which uh, in between the years has been going for fifteen years. Yep. Um, great to have you here today, Thank Corey. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Corey. So um, today we're going to talk about the crazy world of pricing. Um, but I guess before we get into that, Tomo, what have you been doing the past week, mate? Uh, the past week. There's been a bit of business development happening, um, as I probably mentioned on last week's podcast. Um, I'm in the middle of a business boot camp, so this week the module is client objections um, and handling client objections. So that's that's pretty interesting, like just doing role play, like you're too expensive nice. or you haven't worked with our industry before or like common objections that pop up and just... Um, I guess, yeah, becoming comfortable handling those conversations through um, doing role play with other boot camp members. Um, and today... Nice. Have you put some of that into action yet? Uh, I haven't had an objection that I've had to deal with um, mm-hmm. yet, but I have been practicing Excited the conversation. Excited uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Definitely. I mean, last week I, I was able to put into practice the diagnosing module Um just by asking some more questions, uncovering what the the what was motivating um, some website updates, and it turns out it's like needing to realign the business goals and the the target audience uh-huh. and the oh. um, the brand vision. So um, yeah, definitely getting a lot out of it straight away. And the other thing in the last week is I'm sorry to say I've been sleeping around. Nick, I uh, was a guest <laughs> on another on another podcast. This oh, morning, actually. actually, I heard that from a third party. Thank you very much. So you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was gonna tell you, you know, I just, I just was waiting for the right time. Um, Breaking how, it gently. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's your week been, Corey? Yeah, good. Um, look, I'm, I'm exhausted. I recently, I bought a new house and moved house, so Did that you? sort of took a lot out of me, and um, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, sort of, you know, physically and mentally, and, and and just with time. So that, I mean, it's good. That's all done and it's all over. But um, yeah, it certainly, you know, takes time away from um. From work, really. Oh, know, definitely. Though, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's a lot. It's a lot of mental energy moving like that for sure. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, and as far as work, look, it's just really been grinding through stuff. Like uh, it's, everything's going along. I've you know new leads and some new projects. I've just come down here today. Um, I've had a presentation uh, locally. So I'm not actually from Melbourne. I'm from Geelong. If people. Uh-huh, don't, uh-huh. Uh, don't know where that is. It's outside of Melbourne, but I've had a couple of meetings down here today and then had a uh, design presentation, which went really well. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's just been sort of keeping on top of the workload and keeping keeping things sort of churning through and, and that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty standard standard weeks the last few weeks, to be honest. Yeah, but moving house sounds that's, – yes. that's, not, that's not all that <laughs> no. standard. No. no, no, no. <laughs> and I feel like it's common to underestimate. Even if it's oh. just moving from one kind of share house to another, yep. it's always yep. a bigger task than it seems. Yeah, yeah. Even yep. the the clean up afterwards as well. Like uh, it's just yeah. And then you, you can't believe the amount of stuff you accumulate. I'm like, why do we have? All this stuff? <laughs> yeah, you got to Murray condo that shit. <laughs> <It's> too- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how's how's your week been, Nick? Um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, 
just just busy with work, I guess, actually like implementing and, and developing stuff, which has been really fun. Um, working a lot in Vue.js, which has been awesome. Um, and and yeah, n- nothing too crazy. But yeah, actually, I guess just, just doing projects. So it's been a really At, sort of productive. Yeah, yeah. And being overseas, I guess. But um, yes. I w- went to Pi actually on the weekend, which is a beautiful sort of circus town that I just fell in love with. Um, but no, back Was back- that your first time there, Nick? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pi's phenomenal. It, it was. Did, how, how, did, how did you get there from, from Chiang Mai? We like hired a car and drove up there ourselves. It was actually so much fun driving. The roads were so squiggly. It was out of control. It's, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. And, like those, yeah. those trucks that like just come out in front of you. Uh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty, glad I was driving. Freaky. Otherwise, I'd definitely be getting car sick in the back. <laughs> and I'd uh, I'd love to know how you're actually handling, uh, you know, the digital nomad sort of thing. I've obviously, you know, we've all travelled and people, and I've never done the thing where I've consciously gone away mm-hmm. and and trying to work deliberately. There's always been that thing where you're going away and you're working out of necessity, as in, sure, you got a deadline or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're sort of you're still in 99% holiday mode, and it's just keeping on top of emails or doing that last sure. task that you need to do. So how are you finding that? What's that like? Um, it's actually been easier than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. And and interestingly enough, I'm actually staying in a party hostel. So everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, how are you managing to stay in a party hostel but still sort of work nine to five or whatever? But it's actually worked out really well. And sort of I, you know, get up at nine and work a normal day, basically. And so we're only three hours um, behind uh, Melbourne. So it's not too bad of a yep. time zone uh, issue. Um, and yeah, just work a normal day and then... Um, and then everything sort of at the hostel gets really busy around six o'clock or whatever. And I'll hang out, have a few drinks, meet some people, blah, blah, blah. And then when they all sort of like go out to then go party, then I just like, cool. Okay. I'm just going to like go to bed and the hostel's mm-hmm. empty basically because everybody leaves. And so I have like a nice sleep and then wake up and do it all again. The, the only awesome. thing that's a bit weird is that, well, two things. One is everybody's so transient, you know, like people, uh, I meet new people every day and make some nice friends and then they leave straight away. It's like, oh, cool. That was nice to know you sort of thing. So it's a little bit lonely in that respect. Um, I haven't really tapped into the expat community here at all, so, um, which I probably yeah. should do. Um, yeah. yeah but but otherwise, it, it actually works pretty well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Cool. So um, maybe it's worth jumping into the pricing conversation. Let's do it. Um, so as a starting point, and and you can you can take this in whichever direction you like, Corey. But uh, how much does a logo cost? Oh. <laughs> and then you, can just, you can just reject the question and, and ask another one. Oh look, I, I think I think Blair Enns is, is someone who said it's best. It's uh, he did a full breakdown once. It's amazing, and it basically you sort of run through it, and he's like, if you look at it through the perspective of how much have people paid in the past, it's anywhere from zero dollars to a million dollars, right? Yeah. So that's the actual answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I think the real answer is as much as you can charge yeah. where it's still affordable for the client to, to, to take on. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's also, you know, another way of looking at that same same question, you know, how much, how much can you get for the work that you're doing? And then that becomes, well, how much value does that person get from the work that you're doing so that's that value-based conversation yeah so and i guess there's and there's kind of two sides to that right like one of it like you were saying before is like okay how much can we actually charge for this as well as how much value is that client getting from it and there's like that balance there to try and find the the magic number yeah yeah and look it sounds like i'm going to be jumping straight into sort of value-based sort of stuff um, but the, th- the mm-hmm. trick with value-based pricing, especially if you're new to it, is you know you know, everyone starts off with with well not everyone, but m- majority of people are going to start off with you know a, a sort of hourly 
you know, based thing, even if they're doing fixed fixed bid, essentially what they're doing is working out like, well, it normally takes me 30 hours and I want the rate of this, so therefore my rate is, you know, $3,000. You know, I want $100 an hour, it takes me 30, mm-hmm. you know, yep. 30 hours, so therefore it's $3,000. Um, now the best way to look about that, look at that in the value conversation is that becomes your minimum. So you know that it takes you. That's your cost, right? That's actually your cost. So you know that right. that's your minimum minimum place. So you start that conversation knowing that if the conversation goes below that, then you you can't do the work. Like if and, you're and that's out. Okay yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You're out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know whatever the service. Let's you know, keep it to the logo. But if someone doesn't value it, that's okay. Like. Yeah, they, d- they yeah. don't need to, you know. Um, I love I love talking think- about that and thinking like in the way of it's just not aligned. So like you know your service you're providing is X and they're looking for Y, and if that doesn't match for whatever reason, like that's fine. That that's not bad. It's just that it doesn't mm, yep. match, and it's like that's cool, and and that needs to be identified like quickly so you can be like, cool, this isn't a match. That's not a problem. Maybe I can refer you to somebody where it is a match. Yep, and I think there's this thing you know, especially with creative services where people maybe don't really understand that or they see it as different because they, they feel like, well, you can't produce that without my help or, you know, you can't do a job that's the same. But, you know, if you think about something like mowing your lawn, like why would someone pay to mow their lawn when the next person would mow their own lawn? It's uh-huh. like there's multiple reasons. Sure. And, you know, you could argue that a professional's going to do a better job, but maybe not, you know, but it, it depends on how much time you're going to put into it and it depends how much you value your time and what you could be doing with that time while, while you're mowing the lawn. Um, and maybe you get other things from it, like maybe it's relaxing. So with stuff like logos, if people want to do their own logos, um, it's like maybe there's something else going on. Maybe they want to, you know, enjoy that experience or they want to control it too much or they, you know, it, the, the logo's for them, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm finding what a great response to the how much does X cost question yep is um like let's take a few steps back yep i'm not going to prov- stop start telling you what the solution is yep like in the first five seconds mm-hmm. of us meeting because <laughs> yeah. that would just be um completely ignorant of me to, mm, sure, to sit sure. here and be like yeah of course you need a logo yes um and of course you need to pay this much it's like i don't know anything about your business yep um and it isn't always the number one recommendation it's like you no. got a problem you get a logo yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks, yeah, Oprah. Logos for everyone. For you, for you, for you. <laughs> yeah. A rebrand I, will fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do love this idea of setting minimums. And, and one way to figure it out is thinking about, okay, what are the hourly rates that exist in the industry and how long does it take me to do a project as, a, as, a, as an introduction to pricing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also it lends itself to charging in – like like project based, which I think again is a level up from charging hourly based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as a business owner, if someone said to me, "Oh, it's going to be X an hour," it's like okay, but that's just that's really open ended. Like, yeah. it could take yeah, 150 yeah. hours. Exactly. It could take I'm not an signing hour. on that dotted line because who knows how much that's going to be. Well, it's like have you have you not been through this process a few <laughs> times to know roughly kind of. How long it's going to take? Because uh-huh. it's almost it's almost implied that you have to assume risk. Mm. Um, you have to in- assume more risk by um, entering into an engagement in this way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do love the idea of setting these minimums because then that is the minimum on top of which pricing can be structured. But it might not always be. Um, 
it might not always be based on hours. Like, what are some of the other considerations that you guys would take into account, like, in figuring out these minimums? Well, so what I said at the start was initially, like, if, you, if you're if you moving, say, from doing fixed bid or, like, hourly-based stuff, that the best way to start that... I've totally just missed any sort of conversation around hourly-based or anything, but we're obviously talking straight about value. But what I was saying was, you know, you use that as... as that working out your minimum costs as the first first step, but I think after a while um, you start to determine your own value, um, and that can be anything. Like it doesn't have to be. So it's like, why would I get out of bed in the morning? You know, you can make up a number for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of. I, I think for me, um, there's a lot of stuff that people miss with, especially with branding. It's such a such a hard process. And that it does take, you know, a lot of energy and thought out of out of you. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've ever done a branding project where um, the time that I spent on the project is the time in front of a notepad or, you know, with the client or um, in front of a computer. Like, it's on. It's right, on. Sure. It's in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're going to bed and you've got this thing, like, how are we going to position this or how, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, you'd be walking, going for a walk and you might be thinking of colours. Like, it's on the whole time. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Um, And maybe you've got a few projects on and that's still happening. So, you know, you can't even just break it down to hours. It's almost like feel. Like, how much does it feel to you like your time is valued? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, is it sure, how much yeah. is it worth for you to do that? It's the same, almost the same conversation with clients. Like, how much is it worth for them? Mm-hmm. And your minimum, your minimum price could be done exactly the same way. Like, how much is it worth for me? Mm. And... <clears throat> To sort of flip, flip that conversation, you know, everyone talks about ROI with with how to price um, from the client's perspective. But think of that minimum price as far as how much your cost is and how much hours you spend in producing X service. Um, that really is like the opposite of your ROI. That's like how much you know you put into it. But there's still more value that you might want from that because of all the other resources and and how you feel about it. And it's the same with a client. So you might, you know, there's more for a client than just ROI. Like what other things do they get from those engagements? It's not always a dollar figure. And I think that's really important with the value-based conversation that it's not purely money all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think value is a broad term. Totally. And it's it's hard to sort of um, show that value to the client as well, right? Because it's not that monetary figure. How do you sort of go about showing the extra value in those other sort of more abstract things that you're delivering to them? Um, so I don't think it's about showing the value that you have. It's about finding the value that they they have. Um, and, yeah, you like know, where they place value. Where they place mm-hmm. value, that's right. And that's why the, the mowing your lawn is a, is a good example because it's like, you know, I actually don't hate doing that job, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, it, it's not the best use of my time, but it's like put a podcast on 30 minutes it's not the worst thing in the world yeah um so how you find value someone else's value is is just talking to them and, and working that out and you know there's there's examples that have that i've heard used before and examples that i've seen um that i've noticed and one one of the you know examples that's come up that, that i've heard a few times is um when say people maybe you're not working like you're dealing with a gatekeeper right and it's and, and there's a ceo and there's someone else, and they're going to run run the project, so they've got the authority to approve the quote and that sort of stuff. But potentially, there's you know ways that that person may be seen by getting the job done successfully. That's going to benefit their career. That has nothing to do with return on investment. 
Um, one, one that I've had come up, come up a couple of times with the sort of demographic that I work with is where the business owners themselves are at a cycle where things are sort of plateauing and downturning and they're worried about, well, you know, I've built this business, will I have to revert to an older role? Like, you know, mm. I worked with a, a, a builder recently and his problem was, you know, he's got a team, he had a team of like 20 people and it scaled back to 15 and he's like, I don't want to have to go back and work. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. On, you know, I want to work on my business, but I don't yeah. want to have to go and build anymore. On the tools, Like, I yeah. don't want it to get to that. So there's no that. There's no price he can put on that. But if I can find a solution that's going to prevent that from happening, there's definitely value in that for him. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, like, peace of mind is valuable and, you know, security and stuff is, is valuable, even though there's no you know, price that you can you can put on those things, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can as well if it's like what would the – and, and it's it's often like finding numbers in things. Like they don't it's, – it's not like this is concrete how much this is, but it's like, okay, so what would it be – like what, what would this individual's annual income be right now and what would it go down to – if they had to change roles, and is that gap, I don't know, just for argument's sake, 50K. Mm-hmm. And if we're throwing a percentage of that to this, then, I don't know, what is it, like 10%, okay, 5K. So that's a number that this might represent to them directly. And then it's just a, a way of approaching these conversations where, like, there can be numbers yeah. that come to mind. But, again, yeah. that's, like, that's understanding what's motivating this individual, which is really important. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. In that moment, you could say, well, what is the point where that pressure comes off off of you? Like how much much revenue do we need to, you know, incur? But also with that, like if they give you a number – and you, and it's like oh it's ten million dollars you know if, if we can if we can you know spin the business so that it's it's generating that much more every year then you know woo, um, but maybe there's more in it because of the emotional connection that they have to it or, or what they have to gain you know so for sure and yeah. this, this is what we're actually in this module at the moment on this boot camp where it's like describe oh, to can, me can, I'll quiz you then <laughs> <laughs> describe to me your ideal like future. Like, yep. what does it look like in three years? What does that ideal state look like? Yep. And then it's like, yeah, money's going to be one thing, possibly. Yep. But there's going to be all these other things that yes. have happened in the three-year period. And then it's like, okay, so that's one. Let's let's zoom into that one aspect. Mm. What's that worth to you? You know, like, what would that be worth to the business? Like, opening another location, for example. Yeah. And it could be like, okay, so that's got the potential for another million dollars in revenue. Yep. And then it's like, oh, what about doing that extra product line that you always wanted to do? Um, and then that represents 500K. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got these numbers that exist based on what this branding engagement might lead toward. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so we've just been talking about, we've got about $5 million as the potential growth yep. um, that this project could lead toward. With that in mind, you know, uh, like, I don't know what... I can't do the quick math, but like one percent of that is what fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, fifty k for a branding engagement sounds pretty good. Yeah, but one one percent is pretty low, though. <laughs> no, I, I know, but like when it's big money, it, it kind of needs to be. You know, like if you're talking about putting together a pitch deck to um, get four hundred million dollars in investment, one percent is four hundred thousand dollars. Yep, I believe if I'm. I don't know, you're Doing it on the fly, but, but like, and, and in, in that space, you know, it's like $400,000 for 
a pitch deck. Like, mm. are you serious? But then it's like, yeah, but as a in its the the value it has the potential to deliver, and yep. in the neighbourhood of numbers that we're discussing here, it's it doesn't it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Because um, I think ultimately, if it's like, all right, I'm getting paid four hundred thousand dollars to generate, you know, forty million. Like, I better deliver on this. Yes, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean that's part of, I guess, you know, you obviously been doing that stuff where with with um, what's it called? Like, uh, as part of the boot camp you've been doing, where it's uh, diagnosing. Di- no, not the diagnosing stuff. Where where the objections and oh yeah yeah. And they, they kind of bleed into each other, these yeah, modules. Yeah, I mean, that sort of sounds a, bit, a little bit like objection-y sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just find that with with that sort of idea that, um, I mean, the objections probably don't come up like that. They're probably if someone doesn't say, well, why is it this? Um, and you have to argue because of that, because it's worth that. You're doing, I, I just think if you're doing the value discovery correctly, you're aligning those things at the time. Um, I think that's when you know you've done it correctly. You know, if, if you if you've talked about how much something is is worth and, and where that's going to make a benefit for them, or, or things start to change and transform. You know, if you're actually talking about making a difference and transforming someone's business, um, then if you've got these dollars on the table and it's, it's $40 million or whatever you were, you were saying, then there's not really going to be that ob- objection. They, they should start to understand. And you, you, I think the best way to get that pricing is to help them get that pricing with you. That's what I'm trying to, guess, trying yeah. to say. You shouldn't sort of sit, get at the end go, oh, it's going to be this mm-hmm. much, and then them say, hang on a tick, where did you get Not that a big reveal. Yeah. You're sort of leading yeah. them through that process. Uh-huh. So this is a question I've got for both of you. Maybe I'll, we'll start with you, Nick, and then we'll come back to you, Corey, which is um, when do you talk about pricing with a client? Like at which stage? Um, yeah, I, I think definitely straight away. Like it's a, it's a, it's a qualifier for sure um, and depending on the lead and, and where they come from, I guess. But I definitely find it, it can be a good qualifier to be like, at least be like, okay, this is sort of like our minimum engagement or this is like a the start of a typical project might be like this much um but yeah but i think it's one of those things right where it needs to be every part of the journey that it's it's sort of you come back to it and you and it's and like you're saying just before like it's not a big reveal right it should be sort of Mm. led through and it shouldn't be a surprise at the end and obviously not only is that benefit to the client because they're sort of they know what they're expecting in a way but also it's benefiting you, right? Because um, you don't want to reveal this massive price and then be like, oh, okay, well, that's out of budget and then you've wasted you know, X amount of time with them. Yeah. And when you, when you say reveal there, do you mean like this price is included in a proposal that you're sending yeah, I guess after so. like a the, meeting? Yeah, like the final proposal or quote that you're hoping that they sign off on. You know, I think that shouldn't be too much of a surprise or at least you know, the ballpark should be known to both before beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, so similar. I wasn't going to say straight away, but certainly within the first conversation. Sure, sure. Um, Sorry, that's yeah, so, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's what I presumed you meant. I mean, initially the first. <laughs> yeah, time. it's like pick up the phone. Hey, minimum engagement. <laughs> sorry, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> How much is a logo? Well, minimum engagement is this. Yeah, that's my middle name. <laughs> nice speaking. With you. My name is Tom. Minimum engagement, Lucy. That's on Tom's voicemail. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think you're right though. Like it's definitely a qualifier, but you can you. you there's probably questions that you ask the, the the prospect first 
that will help you, I guess, just quickly diagnose if they're suitable. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Who do you do it for? How's things currently going? Yeah. You know, what are you, what are you, what are you hoping to get from this? You get the answers to those, and then you get a bit of an idea how serious it is, how serious the engagement is, uh-huh. and how serious their business is. And, you know, I totally agree, though. You've got to get the numbers out in in the conversation. In the first in one. The fir- in the first conversation, yeah. for me, anyway. Um, because it's, it's, again, it's about valuing your, you know, your energy. And to go through that process, and the, again, I'm going to reference Blair Ends, but one of the things he sort of talks yeah, he about. He is the godfather. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm pricing. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be, yeah, that's it. Let's just, let's, maybe we should sort of call this the Blair Ends uh, sort of quiet show. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but really, it's that thing that, that the longer show you... Show notes, Blair Ends. <laughs> the longer you spend in, a, in that relationship without knowing what the cost is, the harder it is to get yep. a high number for because you're actually showing how much of yourself you're willing to invest. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say, look, like my time is, is worth this or my energy is worth this or this is, you know, what this is going to cost us, um, then if, if you do that earlier, then, you know, you, you've actually committed less. And especially if you're like, if that's not okay, like I'm, I'm cool to walk away. Like we've not, neither of us have spent much time. If, you, if mm-hmm. that's too much for you or we're in the wrong ballpark, um, and that's fine. You've only wasted 15 minutes or 30 minutes. You know, it's when you've sort of done, you know, an hour conversation, you know, hour conversation, then you drive to someone's place to meet with them and then mm-hmm. you do a three-hour proposal and then you go and present that proposal to them and they had no idea what it was going to cost and yeah. their jaw drops and you're like, well, yeah. you you know, I think, I think if anyone's done that process before, you can actually feel writing the number becomes really, really scary. Mm. You know, yeah. whereas the earlier you do it, and the more flippantly you can do it, then the less sort of fear there is. It's like, yeah. well, yeah. and I, I love that. I think it reflects the the mindset, right? And I think that's probably part of it is just being like, okay, like you said, this I value myself about this much, and I want to make that clear. And by making that clear, the the client sort of like respects that in a way, and they they see you, okay, yes, this person is serious. They are, um, they are worth some amount. Let's like go with that. And I think that that yeah. mindset is like the key to help sort of make some of these decisions along the way yeah yeah again pulling pulling out of the pulling from the the treasure trove <laughs> that is uh blur ends i love this because it it um it has a lot of carries a lot of weight which is you say a price before you show a price which is yep. it's basically summing up what we're saying is that you have have this you talk about money in the first conversation with the client and that number needs to not be a surprise in the proposal that comes um, but something else that was interesting that came to mind when you were talking about, you know, the longer that um, we have this conversation with the client. Yep, the more um, time you invest. Yep. Yeah, the more time we invest in it, but it also leads to commitment bias. So exactly. we'll charge less or yep. like accept pushback on a, on, a, on, a, on a bid we've put forward and lower the price because it's, we've expended energy and... and um, yeah, like put labour into this. And, and it's like, well, I've, I need to pay for those three meetings and <laughs> I want to cover that base, you know. And I really need to win this project now. Well, yeah. Because I really I've, need to because I've done three days' worth of work for it. Yeah. <laughs> it. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I was saying, like, that's when that writing that number feels really scary because, mm-hmm. like, you, you, you've invested that time and you're yeah. not going to get yeah. that back. So the more of that that you do, um, the, the, 
the, the more important you win the engagement is, yeah. the more likely you to drop your price. And actually, this goes back to sort of the hourly thing. Um, I've always found that, you know, I did the hourly thing when I, I did white labeling stuff when I first, you know, worked for myself sure. um, and worked for other agencies. And there was always this thing where they'd know your hourly rate and they'd give you some work. And at the end, you'd sort of almost feel like it probably shouldn't have taken me that long, you know? So even though it took me 20 hours, I'm going to charge them 18. Mm. And it's because there's this thing, you've already done the work, you've already invested, and you need them to not object. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you can't send them the, 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 the invoice and then say, hang on, why did it take you this long? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think in any situation, you know, the more time, the more of you that you invest into it, the, the, the more of a back foot it puts you on, yeah, around I'd, that pricing conversation. Totally. And I, I did that. I've done that before, yeah. like when I mm-hmm. was... Yep. You know, back in the good old days of hourly <laughs> pricing, preparing the invoice, you know, I'm looking on my toggle, hours tracked, and I'm like, oh, it but can't it, possibly be oh, that it much. took a yeah. little bit too long. Oh, I'll take an hour off there. Yeah. I look back at that idiot. So real, yeah. Three years ago myself. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dog? Yeah. Charge 10 times that. Um, what would be... Th- Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was just going to say, um, another part of all of this... It's not. It's it's to not waste our time, but it's also to not waste their time. Yeah, like 100%. they're a business owner yeah. as well, and they need to mm-hmm. make decisions and make sure they're operating efficiently. And if we let this happen and take them through all these steps, and not have this really critical conversation up front, then they're going to be frustrated as well yep. when mm-hmm. that price comes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what were you going to say, Nick? Oh, I was going to say, like you know, for somebody starting out who's trying to transition from sort of like hourly based to value-based and trying to have that conversation with a client in that first conversation how, how would how do you even go about doing it like it's all well and good that we're saying cool you've got to have the conversation but literally how do you say okay it's going to cost this much or at least my minimum is this like how do you frame that because i well, feel like I think- that's the hardest part for somebody that's trying to do this transition yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that's why initially the first thing that I said was, you know, to work out your minimum is to do it by uh-huh. the, your old method. You know, yeah. if, you, if you sort of go, well, this is um, this is what I'm charging, then make that your minimum and then, then try and have yep. the value-based conversation and know that you can't go below that. Any dollar that you make above that is really a win. So, you know, um, but the, mm-hmm. the, 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 what it comes down to is the questions that you ask. And I actually fully believe that, the way to sell value-based pricing is almost like anti-sales, like try and talk people out of the project. The more you can push them away from it, like, and I think, I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. Jonathan Starkey has the, the, yeah. the why conversation and it's the, the three whys. It's like, why this, why now, and why me? And it really yep. is saying like, someone says, and I think you said this before, when someone rings up and says, I want a logo, and you're like, yes, that's X amount of dollars. It's like, well, how do you know? And so that's the very first thing that you, you say, like, what, why do you want a logo? Yeah. Like, what is that going to do? Wh- who told you you need a logo? Yeah. Are you uh-huh. at that stage? You you know, are you going to, like, let's say it's a rebrand. Are you going to throw away that, you know, that, the brand equity that you already have? Like, do you really want to do that? Um, if it's a, a new logo, it's like, is this the best time to be spending that money? Should mm-hmm, you be using mm-hmm. your resources and other stuff first? So it's asking them why they need it, why they believe they need it, yeah. and working that out. Yep. And then you say, like, again, it's the why now. And that's like, why didn't you do it six months ago if it was a problem? Or what can you wait another yeah, six months? and I right. love that because mm. if the answer to can this be done in six months, if the answer to that question is yes, 
then it's immediately a disqualifier. Any any of those, yeah. Yes. All of these questions, there's a real fear of people want being able to do that. Like, why why this, why now, and why me? So why have you called me up? Like, why haven't you used, you know, like a, a cheap service? Or why haven't, you, why haven't you tried to do your own logo? Mm. Or you know you can use Wix. Like, why don't you just build your own mm-hmm. website? Um, people are scared, obviously, to have those conversations because of that. Because mm. someone might turn around and say, you know what? Probably can wait six months. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to hang up the phone. But that doesn't happen because they've, that they've thought through these things. They probably haven't articulated them. There's a reason why they picked up the phone or uh-huh. they filled out a form. And they will have answers. And so the whole idea is for you not to be selling them the ideas. It's for them to be selling them to you. Yeah. And that's when you know, I guess, the real reasons why they've called. And obviously... you. You, you want to start digging into their business, but I think if you, you do those things first, it sort of sets the premise for the rest of the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's that that classic, like when you say it, it's selling, when they say it, it's closed. It's closing, yeah, that's uh-huh. right. Um, so, yeah, I, it's almost like I think for for someone who's starting out navigating the, the lands of pricing, it's not this big scary thing, and I, I think the the value-based framework can be a, a bit overwhelming yep. Um, yep. as an initial concept because it's like, oh, okay, so I'm going to ask these questions and uncover all of these business-related things that I might not necessarily know how to handle or comprehend. Um, and put an actual price on. And mm-hmm. put a price on. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a liberating thing when it happens because we aren't supposed to solve all their problems. We're trying to help if we can Yep. Yep. And it might be, oh, yeah, look, this sounds like a complex development problem. How about I refer you to my friend Nick? Yep. Um, and you can pick up the conversation there because this is this is beyond my area of expertise. Yep. Um, but another another thing is that it doesn't have to go straight to, to value-based pricing. I think for someone starting out, a great first step is to sit down, do the homework, and figure out what are these minimums. Yep. What would a branding project cost? Yep. Um, as a bare minimum, and what's what would be included in that, and yep. what's what's a number that I'm comfortable with for that type of project, mm-hmm. and then rehearse. I think an important step is rehearsing having these conversations with friends, definitely, and with Absolutely. people who are who are running businesses, because this is something that I'm learning through this bootcamp, which I've never done before. Yep. is like rehearse these things before yeah, being in 100%. front of a client. Yep, and then the last one is have the conversation with the client. Yep. Um, so I was going to say something too, and it's something that I've talked about before, and it's, it's look, it's a little bit, not, I wouldn't say controversial, but it's one of those things that people... Do it, love controversy. <laughs> and it's that conversation around public pricing. Um, and I'm someone who has has had public pricing um, and does have public pricing. I, I, at a point, had very sort of clear pricing. Like, mm-hmm. it was very much like, this is a logo, and this is, you know, what you get. Mm. Right. And there's, you know, three packages, and it's X, Y, Z, and, and this is what it costs. Um, and mm-hmm. now it's much more um, in the air and, uh, and and open for discussion. There's price ranges, but also there's no conversation. There's no content that says these are the inclusions. The content that's there is about the type of person you are and the type of place you are or the right, stage okay. you are within your business. Mm-hmm. And the good thing with that, I think this is, you know, whether or not you like the idea or don't like the idea. I think if you're struggling with having conversations around pricing, like you're saying, the idea of rehearsing, putting the prices out publicly means that you, it's 
you're accountable. You're accountable to yourself. Like they're yep. out there. Yep. People Love have it. probably seen them. It gets really easy to say mm-hmm. if you've got like you know five thousand dollar logo on your website and someone rings you up. You can go, "Have you seen my website?" "Yes, I've seen your website." "Oh, it's five thousand dollars." Yeah, it makes yep. it really easy. So if you're starting out and you're struggling, and to be honest. Um, that is one of the reasons why I initially put pricing on my website. And it wasn't because mm-hmm. I was sort of struggling. It's that I wanted to push past a point and I plateaued at a level. And I was constantly saying, I don't feel like I, no, no one will pay more than this amount that I want to sell a logo for. No one will, no one is going to pay this. Like I mm. just can't, I can't close the deals. Mm-hmm. And so I put a price on the website that was higher. Yeah. End of story. And, <laughs> and that became the, the price. And then I started to say that stuff with confidence. And then it was, that's what I was selling them for. Um, like I said, I've since moved on and, and have, I guess, a much more arbitrary approach to it, but there still is pricing and I still think that there's a, a point in time and a, and, a, and a place for that and it's not for everyone and I understand that. And yeah, I, but it, it sounds like it, it, it helped you at, at, at that point in time. Yeah, and it still does. It still yeah. does. I still get people ring up and they will say, oh, I've looked at your website. Um, I think we're this sort of client great great Let, let's have a conversation now they've already qualified themselves mm-hmm. they've mm. already given me an idea of what they want to spend the ranges are you know there's they're open by about five you know one end's like 5k and the other end's 10k and then it's 15 to you know whatever they've got the, there's a range mm-hmm. but if they've identified themselves you go well at least i know the conversation we're having now let's just have a quick chat and work out if your business and the requirements are still going to fit within what i you know what i've outlined as as that sort of client. Yeah, and I mean, what those those ranges you're describing, that would be something that is brought up in that initial conversation anyway. Yep. Um, you know, typically engagements of this variety range between X and Y. Yep. Um, and it's interesting, yeah, talking about um, bringing up the price um, in the first conversation and, and about when even... So the question when to talk about price, yeah. the answer being first conversation. But I think that can be drilled into even further, which is like, well, okay, when during the first conversation? Because I think there is some nuance here. And it's there's a bit of instinct that comes into play also, which um, we all get better at with time. Yep. I think now I can kind of tell yep. pretty quickly if there's there's no money in this project. Yeah. There are some, some warning signs. And that's when it's like, okay, just before we go into this, go deep into this um, project, I just want you to know that typically these projects range between 10 and 50K or 10 and 30K, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, is that, does that sound like, is that in the neighbourhood of what you're Is it worth one? keeping talk? Is it worth yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. having this conversation? Because if it's like, oh, sure. holy yeah. shit, um, yeah. no, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. Do you have a budget in mind? And then it's like, yeah, I was thinking 2K. It's like, great. I know someone... Um, they're in their final year of university and they're looking to take on some projects. Yep. Um, they might be able to help you. Would you like me to make an yeah. introduction? And then mm-hmm. it's like, that's it. The other side is where you've listened through listening to your instinct. And this isn't necessarily going to be easy to read straight away, but you can tell that there's it's worth diagnosing and unpacking the problem. Yep. And then providing that range because yes. you can't provide the range because you don't know fully the mm-hmm. scope. Of yeah, the problem. and look, I think that that's almost another conversation. That's a, that's a, how, to, how to, I guess, ch- charge for strategy. That's almost what that's sort of suggesting. Uh-huh. But really, that's that's to me that comes up when the person can't answer the questions. And so, 
if you start to ask them that stuff and they they don't know, you start you start to ask them questions about their business and, they, and or their demographic or that, those sorts of things, and they don't have the answers. It's like, whoa, I can't, I can't give you a cost for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I like, can give you a price for discovery. Yes, which is where we should start. <laughs> yes, um, and I was going to say something as well. That this the point that you made about the the Blair ends thing, the the show the price before you you know say the price before you show the price. Um, I think that's really important as well that people need to remember, especially if you're sort of starting out with this. That one of the things that's really powerful with that is that when you put in a proposal and it's written. It's, that's it. That's that, that's the cost, right? You should a you should never negotiate on that um, because it's actually showing that you'll, I guess, change and, and accommodate for other people, which means you're going to let scope creep in and things like that. So just don't do that. It's not good for the relationship. But if you're showing that if you're if you're saying the price, the opposite happens. It actually, if they don't like the price, it's not the end of the conversation. So you said that one where it's like, oh, typically it's ten to thirty thousand dollars for 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 a brand. And like, oh, we've only got two. Well, you can say, yeah, that gap is too wide. I don't think we can, like, we, we don't, we can't get there. But if they're like, mm, we're really hoping to spend eight, it's like, look, ten is, ten is kind of our minimum. Like, mate, should we still chat? Like, is it still worth having a conversation? Mm. So, if the gaps, like I said, if the gaps really wide, you, you, you just, you both know, look, we're not a good fit. Um, and yeah, like I know someone that 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 can do it for cheap. Good luck, um, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> Really, I guess if if that it doesn't need to be the if you if you're saying the price it doesn't need to be the end of, end of the conversation you could actually say like okay well I've said ten to thirty thousand dollars and and typically we do this in yeah. that in that project like is I'm thinking we need to do all of these maybe you don't need to do all of those and we can work out a way to to do that for eight you know yeah. what what and then go through the stuff that you do do you actually need this done do you need this done do you actually you know need like um, I don't know, like a style guide. Do you yeah, need well, the actual... Whatever, whatever yeah, whatever the, it is. You the things stuff are. that you can pull out, yeah. Um, and I'll just ask you this question, Nick. Do you ask the client for their budget? Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, sometimes yes and sometimes no. And I think that that comes down to that feel and that, that experience of going through the process so many times and having those conversations with clients. And sometimes you're like, look... Um, like what, what, and sometimes you feel, or maybe sometimes I feel, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out and I just want to get a quick sort of clarifying, um, yeah, figure out there. And yeah, I do ask clients maybe a third of the time what sort of budget they're at. Um, but then, yeah, the other two thirds is giving them that price range. But yeah, that comes down to feel. I don't know. I feel like definitely earlier um, in the work we did it was we were asking for budgets more um and then as time goes on it's being sort of more okay we value ourselves as this so this is the price or whatever but i think definitely at the start um we were asking for budgets a lot more and it was a good clarifier uh, so uh, similar similar for me um it's a little bit off a of feel but generally uh, i've become aware that it's it's when people use you know, not price anchoring technique techniques, but they use some sort of verbal anchors that mm-hmm. that you align to price. Like when someone says, <clears throat> "I don't have I don't have much budget," and this is a really I think this is a really important conversation actually, and it's it's not really totally aligned with with pricing, but it is sort of aligned uh, with, an- with anchoring is for sure. Yeah, anchoring. No, but what I what I was about to say is that um, you know, we probably all have our own internal value system on on what something costs, 
And that's mm-hmm. that's something that's really hard for people to get their heads around with value-based pricing, that, that you think, like, a logo's worth $10,000, but it might be worth $100,000 to someone else. Yep. And so, you know, and so the thing where that gets really important is when people use words like, you know, tight deadlines or, like, you know, don't have much budget, any of those things that sound like that, where you know that someone's, like, you know, under the pump or things are tight or whatever, they're, they're priming you, right? They're mm-hmm. priming you in some... Alarm but, bells. But, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, if someone's, if someone's mm-hmm. expecting that their logo's going to cost them $100,000 and they're like... We don't have much budget. They might mean fifty k, and you might like, woo, yes, yes. like yes. this is a good project for me. But you don't know that, but you, because you have your own internal sort of wallet that you, you know, your level of what you think something costs, um, you put it down to your price and go like, oh, well, I was thinking ten, so that must mean that they only have five. Oh shit. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so that's really, really important. So that's when I would ask people for budgets when they've done those things and it's normally when it's misaligned with with who I think they are and how they're talking yeah. you know, like if you're talking with a council and they're like yeah you can pretty much ask budgets because they'll have them but if you're talking with a, yep. a, a business and they and you're like this is a serious business and then they start talking about money or about the value for something like someone that has a startup or you know a, like a pretty you know, basic business, early stage of business, then that's when you're like, hang on a tick, something isn't right. It's, and that's where that feel comes from me. Like, there's something not right here. So you, I would sort of stop that and say, you know, I, I'm really interested to know, because this could be really big, could be, you know, I might be thinking of something totally different. Like, do you have an idea of what your, what your budget is? Do you actually have a budget in mind? Yeah. And that, that's probably the only time I would really ask that. Yeah, cool. Um, and you did you did begin to touch on the the, the concept of anchoring, yeah. Um, and I guess where where there can be an issue with asking for budget is it it gives it uh, it gives that option to the client to set mm. the first price yep. anchor. Um, uh, that's a Blair Ends thing too. Yeah, well, this is <laughs> for those that just tuned in. This is the Blair Ends show. Um, Blair? <laughs> um, yeah, nice nice to be here. Um, but yeah, essentially like. Whoever says the price first wins because they framed the conversation. Yeah. Um, even if I say this this engagement is going to cost a million dollars, if you haven't hung up on me yet, like that, yeah, that number is whatever is said after that is tied to it in some way. It's mm-hmm. like, yep. well, now we're talking a hundred k, and like in relation to a million dollars, like that sounds like a bargain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. It's definitely. Um, Whereas if the client starts the conversation with like, "Oh, I've got thirty k," yeah, and that's it, and it's like, "Well, I'm not going to get anywhere near that hundred k now, yeah. am I?" Because mm-hmm. that's more than that's more than three x. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree with that as well, and that's why I probably wouldn't bring that up very often. Um, and it, it would be in that situation where it's like there's a disconnect with what they're saying and how they're or who they who they look like they are on paper and how they sound like they're talking. And the, the only way to do that is to ask them, like, not cynically, but al- almost like, this sa- something sounds off here. Like, what is what is the budget? And then when they go, it's three grand. You go, like, see, this sounds like a much bigger problem to me. I'd, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and then try and put your anchor in. Yeah. And if that's the end of the conversation, that's that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's the same. And that's why getting to the price early is is good. The sooner you can get that and get off the phone or get out of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a, a huge thing is being comfortable with walking away. Yeah, yes. definitely. Because yep. because after 30 minutes, 
It's like you can walk away from and after 30 minutes and it's going to be okay. But yeah. imagine having to see through a three-month engagement mm-hmm. for the wrong price. Yep. And and I think like a lot of people will stick that out and they'll, they'll, they have that fear of walking away, but they, they sort of spend all that time in there because and this is a bit of real false belief is that they almost feel that every lead is a hot lead. Yeah. Like every time the phone rings, like that person is ready to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, you know, and it's like people just go like, oh, I lost that project. It's like you never won it. Yeah, you can't lose <laughs> what you never <laughs> you had. You never won it. Like it was just a prospect. You don't know if that person was tire kicking. They were wasting, you know, it could be another designer fishing for prices. You don't yeah. know anything. Like, And I think a lot of the time it's like that win never existed. It was it never nev- there and yeah. you were just able to get to that insight faster yes. and more efficiently. Than- yeah, and if you had taken on that project, it would have been a disaster. And so <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were, they were giving you 13 minutes to do a brand identity for multinational company. <laughs> so, <laughs> for $4. you actually brought up value-based, oh, sorry, um, anchoring. Mm-hmm. And I reckon we we sort of skimmed over that. Like, yeah, people it's, don't it's, know, if they don't know what it is, did, I think you should, you, you want to explain the principle of how it works? Just, yeah, sure. You, yeah. You know? I mean, we're throwing we're throwing out a lot of concepts here. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think because we've mentioned it, it's worth giving, the, giving people the idea. Of, yeah, f- for sure. And I mean, also, like... There, there are a bunch of resources that anyone that's interested in pricing um, can look into, which we'll definitely include in the show notes. But even off the top Blair of my ends. head, well, it's, it's uh, Blair yeah, link to Blairance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's the Win Without Pitching Manifesto. It's pricing creativity. It's his podcast, Two Bobs. Yeah. Um, just as a very introductory thing, but also like the the future. Um, Jonathan YouTube, Stark YouTube yeah. channel. Jonathan Stark. Um, Never split the difference. Yeah, Chris is, Boss. Amazing. Sick. Yeah. Read that this week. Yep. Um, but we'll include all of that in the show notes and just work work through whatever you feel like working through. Don't <laughs> don't feel like you need to take it all in it at the same time. But even um, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think yeah the 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 way I work through these masses of information, be that an audio book or listening to a podcast or or doing a short course, is just. As I'm working through, it's like, what's one key takeaway? And I'm just going to focus on that and I'm mm-hmm. just going to take that and implement it into my business. So yep. I hope that that whoever's listening can approach these episodes with, with that mindset. It's just like, here's mm-hmm. one little nugget and I'm just going to take that it. and implement it. Yep. Yep. You don't have to do everything. Yep. It's just maybe just look for one thing that's valuable to you. Yep. Um, so price anchoring is basically... Um, yeah, I guess setting the stage for a conversation. Yep. So, and by, if we think of like what a physical anchor is, it's like, it's setting where the ship kind of stops. Yep. So where, where in the whole landscape the conversation is, is going to be rooted. Yep. Um, so if I say the first price, then the whole conversation revolves around that price. Yep. In the same way that if a client does, regardless of what we say after. Yep. It's been rooted in, hey, I don't have much budget. Yeah. Hey, it's 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 thirty k. That's what we've got. That's 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 it. Yep. That's what we've got. Nothing that I say after that can get that to what I had in mind, which was a hundred. Yep. But if I say, hey, I'm thinking two hundred k for this, then we can get it to a hundred. Yes. Yep. I think that's good. That's perfect. Yeah. Cool. Yep. cool. <laughs> and I think um, it's important to point out as well that it's like a it's a psychological phenomenon, right? That it's it's not sort of like this. Yeah, it's like it's like it's it's in our minds, and that's important to to realize. I think. Yeah, and it's it's also like I, I think it was through listening to Never Split the Difference or 
one of the others I've been um, listening to recently. It's just a, a way of making a request. So, like, if if your goal is, yeah, 100K, or if your goal is, like, to be able to have pasta at home for dinner, like, kids would employ the same technique on their parents. Then yeah. They'll be like, hey, can we go to that Italian restaurant that out of town, like, um, for the next two weeks in a row? Yep. And it's like, well, no. It's like, oh, well, what about pasta at home tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and they've just anchored the conversation yes. by throwing It happens out. with time as well, like when people, you know, talk about deadlines. Um, for sure, I think anchoring's sort of with yeah embedded into all sorts of stuff. Totally. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we really need this in four weeks. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I can do it in six when really my process requires three months or two months <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And the thing, yeah. something with anchoring that, that's probably – that's worth bringing up is that you know it might sound foreign but we're all probably used to it we all know that like you know when you go to buy a second-hand car or something like that that there's this this little dance that goes on and that's i guess what the price anchoring stuff is and so let's say you see a car and it's like eleven thousand dollars you want to pay 10 you don't offer them 10 you offer them nine and you know that you're going to end up at 10 and and that's just how it works yeah um and so price anchoring is, is putting that 11 but the the you know so that you get the 10 um something that was really important with the price anchoring idea as well is that we've already sort of touched on this is to to be the one that anchors first and to anchor higher so if you want like you know if you're trying to land a ten thousand dollar deal you know the number that you first number you don't throw out is 11 that's a bad idea you know you're better off sort of going 2025 is generally where projects yeah. like this land for me yeah maybe you're you know and then and let it let it sit then you sort of say how does that you know are you anywhere near that ballpark they might yeah. say yes yeah D- double win yeah um, so we're low, right? <laughs> that's right Definitely uh, the, the the fancy pasta for, not, for for tea tonight, kids. We're going out. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, so it's it's definitely to sort of anchor first and, and to anchor higher is is a good little tip. Awesome. Mm. Um, is there anything you wanted to add, Nick? It's funny actually. I'm getting a lot of practice over here by um doing anchoring. Like when you're bartering for stuff, right? So if hey, you want a lot of practice, come over to Thailand <laughs> and start bartering with people and drop the price straight away, way low. <laughs> and then, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to pay, you know, 10% of whatever it is you're trying to buy. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Um, well, thanks so much for coming coming down to the comments no, today, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Corey. That's it's, awesome. Um, it's been awesome getting your perspective mm-hmm. on pricing. Mm. Um, Nick, thanks for... for for not flying in from Chiang Mai, but for at least calling in. Um, and thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.